Hi everybody, you're listening to the Rope Podcast with Fox and Maya. Thanks for supporting the show. This is a show with adult content, so if you're not of legal age where you live, turn off now. This podcast is about rope bondage. Rope bondage is edge play with inherent risk, and we strongly recommend you get proper training and listen to episode zero before attempting it. Find it at the top of our FetLife page, Rope Podcast. Fox is a rigger and Maya is a bottom, and we're rope partners who've been practicing together for a few years. And we're excited to share our passion for rope with you and our beautiful city of Bangkok. It is the time to shibari, la 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 la. Let's go tie up all the bunnies, la 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 la. It's Christmas, Maya. It is Christmas, yeah, and this is our Christmas episode. So, Maya, as a tradition for Christmas, we do a very special rope podcast episode, don't we? We do, we do. We pull together some special bonus material from our guests across the year of their favorite scenes, so you can hear about what real people do in real play. And why do I want to do that? Why do I want to hear about what real people do in real play? Because one of the questions that we get asked a lot from people is, well, what do people actually do when they have rope? What what do scenes look like? And so every time we have a guest on the podcast, we ask them what's their favorite scene from uh, recent times. Okay, that makes sense. So who are we going to listen to first? So the first people that we're going to talk to are um, Guilty Smile and Pyth 101, who are a couple who have opened a studio in Singapore and you can find uh, their episode in the show notes if you want to listen to the uh, full episode but they're going to tell us individually about their um, favourite scenes of the year. Alright, let's start with Guilty Smile then. One of my top favourite scenes was a scene that we had uh, in Eurex. So uh, Eurex is an unconference that's held in Berlin so it's a week-long event. Um, so the scene we had was kind of near to the end of the event. So we'd had this whole week of doing rope every single day, learning so much, and we were already like really immersed in uh, doing rope with each other. Um, so I had this whole uh, head of uh, rope uh, around my face and around my head, and it's a super interesting feeling for me. It's kind of like uh, like inhuman in a way, or like very like objectification uh, kind of feeling. Oh, that's really cool. uh, yeah, it was it was really like both lovely, comforting, and like also exposing at the same time. Um, so uh, one of the things that I loved was that um, Paito One uh, did some like trickery with the main lines. So he kind of tricked me into thinking there wasn't a line attached, even though there was. And then he quickly inverted me, so it was like a bit of surprise, and I didn't know what was going to happen, and um it really played with the ideas of like things that we'd learned during the week and like things that we wanted to explore together. So I just felt like everything came together really nicely in that moment. And that's probably why that scene is one of my favorite scenes. So Maya, for starters, a whole week of rope every day. Doesn't that sound awesome? That sounds pretty nice. So I'll dig out the link to your rakes and put it in the show notes for those of people who are lucky enough to be in Europe around that time. Yeah, we should try to do one that One day, one day. So or we should day. have something similar in Thailand, maybe. Yes, that would be better. Anyway. All right, so Guilty Smile really enjoyed that scene where she had a lot of rope around her head and face. Hmm. And I myself like that very much as well. You do like face rope. So why, why do you think she talked about objectification why yeah so there was this old video game named silent hill which i kind of like the aesthetics of and some of the characters in that series had really weirdly shaped 
misshapen, I guess, heads. And I think that's like gothic, a bit monstrous aesthetic stuck with me somehow. And I do like playing with dysmorphia and warping the human body with the rope and changing someone's head and giving them a giant rope head suddenly achieves that. Yeah, yeah. And it's definitely a form of power and control, this idea of being able to make a body do what you want. And she certainly sounded like she felt objectified and... Um, uh, humiliated, even exposed, she talked about. So there's a lot of things they're playing with mm. that. And then the head and face rope also has a dimension of sensory deprivation. Yeah. Because when you have a lot of rope on your face, you can really hear or obviously see anything. And you have the smell of your ro of the rope Yeah. Um, really close to you like that. So it can be very engulfing, I think. Yeah, yeah. In fact, we did uh, some monster rope, didn't we, one time? Mm-hmm which played with that a bit. Um, and then she also talked about what sounds terrifying, him surprising her with her not thinking there was a mainline and inverting her, which sounds... She, I feel like she said it was a bit surprising for me. It would be, <laughs> be terrifying Yeah, it would. Like, suddenly you flip over and you think there's no line. And you think you're going to fall down. So yeah. that would be a bit of a mindfuck, we would call it, I yeah, guess. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So that sounds like a fun scene. And, and nice as well that they had all these different, different elements they learned across the week and then were able to pull them together. Mm, and tie it all with a bow at the end of the week. All right, and now the other half of our Singapore couple. Let's yeah. listen to Pythowan's favorite rope scene. So one of my um, favorite scenes actually starts when we have no rope at all. And actually, Guilty Smile kind of sits there. And then we do like lots of like body manipulation. And we kind of work through the different levels of um, sort of uh, resistance versus kind of like control um, it's really super because we almost start with I have 100% control and then move to uh, a space where we have 50-50 um, so we're almost like in a, a complete balance and negotiation and then we even get to the point that maybe there's a slight bias towards the bottom where she can become completely like immobile on the floor and like hard to move and then we have to think about ways to kind of move together. Um, I really like this because it kind of sets a really good like tone to the beginning of the scene. And then we kind of slowly move into like a slow seminar with one rope to try and like build a mood where she can really feel tension and the effort being put into, into kind of communicating with her. Um, what I really like to do is to tie the hands and almost use the rope to kind of move her body in such a way that she kind of follows and almost like a dance and for me i'd say that's kind of like one of my favorite play scenes so what we saw here or heard here was a more subtle form of rope um so playing with resistance playing with tension playing with movement and it sounds like in a very slow gradual way it's a bit more conceptual isn't it a bit more abstract uh, as a way to approach it and it reminds me a bit of what we do with uh, Ichinawa or mm. one rope techniques. Yeah. It? Yeah, and it said it sounded like he moves through that to one rope techniques. Mm. So going through that very subtle range of motion. Um, 
and it sounds very I mean rope, all rope is a partnership but this one he talks about as a dance so really pulling out that partnership aspect of what each party brings to rope and besides the fact that obviously he enjoyed this scene a lot if it's his favorite I think it's a really good exercise to practice body control of your partner and to practice working together and if you do this type of scene regularly I think it will definitely improve or at least open new venues of what you can do in your rope scenes with your various partners. Definitely. Body, body control is one of the things that I personally would look for in a, in a rigger. Like good body control is something that I think makes a really big difference because it's not just about the rope, it's about how you move the body with the rope. Alright, uh, now for another guest. You will remember a little while ago, uh, I believe in episode 35, uh, he's an engineer, he's kinky, we give you kinky engineer. Um, I tend to enjoy scenes that run through the gamut of emotions. So um, one that I'm thinking of where we started with, it was, floor, it was just floor work, I started with a um, just the basic wrist tie and the, just to get the sense of control going on and then progress that into a body tie and then a hog tie and then roll them around and then um, introduced other aspects of pressure points and hair pulling and play and then some wriggling happened and it turned into a giggling session um, so moans turned into giggles which then turned back into moans again later on and then as we came out of as I started to untie um, the I, I I like to not end when I'm expected to end. So and I tied them up a little bit more, and then they got bratty, and so then we um, started to wrestle with the rope, and they attempted to tie me up while I was <laughs> um, while I was tidying my rope up or, or tying them around, and so that just turned it into um, a scene that went for probably three times as long as the the initial obvious part of the scene did. So that sort of thing that um, plays with the full gamut of emotions um, and brings joy uh, into what we're doing is definitely my favourite. So interestingly, another um, favourite that talks about emotions and moving people through different types of emotions. So that's come up several times already. Yeah, but this time in a more playful, fun way, um, more, I guess, horsing around and so on. And he's, He's talking about giggles, he's talking about the bottom uh, being a bit bratty and playing around with the rope herself and so on. Uh, yeah, and also the bottom switching a bit and mm -hmm. tying him up, which is quite interesting. Like, I can't, obviously, I don't tie, so I can't imagine doing that, but that's quite an interesting change in dynamic. Hey guys, this is Fox coming in for a short break. We really love making this rope podcast and sharing it with you. Sadly, hosting a podcast isn't free, far from it actually. So if you like this podcast and you want to support us, you can do so at ropepodcast.com. You'll find ways to buy rope stuff so that we get a cut from your purchases and also ways to donate to us directly. And if you can't afford to do that, that's okay too. Just enjoy the podcast. Now back to our normal programming. Uh, yeah, he also mentions using pressure points, which I think is a very interesting technique to combine with rope play. 
Yeah, yeah, pressure points can be quite painful, mm -hmm. I speak from experience. Uh, likewise, in the realm of uh, giggles and fun games, I know some people like to mix tickling with rope, which is not really something we've explored so far, but maybe at some point we should. Mm, not, maybe. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, laughing and fun. I think sometimes, I think it's good that none of us take ourselves too seriously. Um, like taking rope seriously from a safety perspective is important but you can play and have fun with rope just as much as you can have pain and connection and there's lots of different things you can have with rope in fact i'll link to our emotions episode in the show notes so people can get a feel for many the many different emotions you can have in rope definitely so wrapping up with our guests this year uh, let's hear jake wing we here we had um, on the air with us a little while ago and told us some really interesting things about his whole uh, journey in rope. So definitely with someone with that amount of experience, his favorite scene is going to be something quite special indeed. Let's listen. I've done a lot of rope scenes, um, but there's one that kind of stands out and, and it's been quite a while. I wrote about it on my FetLife profile. In 1997, I was seeing a woman, and she was a Wiccan. Um, she ran into me at a local bar, uh, and this was kind of, you know, before social media and text messaging. Uh, we we were lovers, but uh, we didn't actually keep track of each other constantly. Uh, so this was kind of a random encounter. Um, she saw me. She made, uh, you know, came straight for me uh, through that crowded bar, and, and she looked me in the eye and she said, "You have to make love to me tonight." outdoors that's a good start <laughs> so i was taken back a little and i i said uh why <laughs> i'm not sure why i asked that question it seems <laughs> she said uh it's midsummer it's uh, it's the solstice uh i said okay uh but i'm gonna tie you up and she just smiled and said of course i know who i'm dealing with um we went to my place uh, and I took a big blanket out of, uh, into my backyard. Uh, my house is on a green belt. Um, so it's not, I have neighbors on either side, but behind is nothing but forest and Creek. And, and, um, awesome. so, yeah, so I took off all her clothes and, uh, oh, wow, she looked good in the moonlight and I tied her up, uh, her hands, her arms, I blindfolded her. I, uh, get her a, a long kiss and I gagged her with a silk scarf and I, I laid her down and I bound her ankles um, and then I, I like stepped away and I was really quiet and I just sat there on the grass quietly and, and listened and I watched her realize that, that I wasn't touching her uh, and she couldn't hear me um, she kind of made like a small questioning sound uh, from her gag and but I didn't I didn't respond so she she just lay there and she was just all she could I could see that she was listening to everything and 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 she's like testing the ropes and and it was just it was just glorious I mean there were frogs creaking and, and like an an owl hooted um, so I I let her do that for about 10 minutes and then I crept up to her really quietly and I grabbed her shoulder and she just like screamed, mm -hmm. uh, but, 
she was gagged. So fortunately, the neighbors didn't call the police. Uh, <laughs> so I untied her ankles and I, I took her there under the stars. Um, it was it was glorious. Um, afterwards, she got dressed and I, uh, she kissed me and told me it was perfect. Um, and then she started to go. I'm like, oh, where are you going? <laughs> Uh, I thought she was going to stay there and uh, sleep in my arms or something. She said, I mean, I told you she was a Wiccan. She says, I have more work to do tonight. It's the soldiers. <laughs> <That's a nice laughs> and she left. So quite the story, Maya. Here we are back to a more sexual uh, interest in rope. And it's true that rope doesn't always have to be sexual. But in these in these times of... Instagram and acrobats and things like that, it's possible to forget sometimes that for a lot of people, the primary interest in rope bondage is an erotic and a sexual interest. Yeah, definitely. And um, Jake really sets the scene for us there. So in terms of his um, outdoor scenario, in terms of the elements that made up the the full scene, uh, making that kind of crescendo around the, the sex. Mm. Uh, definitely, dear listeners, if you have not tried doing rope outdoors, I highly recommend it. Obviously, finding a place that's safe for you, for your model, where you're not going to expose yourselves to innocent bystanders and so on. But the feeling of being in nature and doing rope is really amazing. It's really lovely, apart from the ants. Sometimes. Yeah, you're not you're not so big on the no, bugs, no, aren't you? I was not a fan yeah, of the ants. all right. But yes, um, yeah, do do bring do bring the bug spray because uh, <laughs> nature does have a lot of those. Uh, and then an interesting element of the construction of Jake's scene here is the fear play mm. of tying his partner up and then leading her to believe that she's been left alone. And obviously, you would never do that for safety reasons. But the important part is that she believes he left her all alone in well, the middle of the forest. Well, she believed that he could, which is enough, I think. Yeah. To, especially if you leave someone for a long time and you're outside. Um, and she she wouldn't have known how far away he was. I yeah. Mean, that's true. He could have been hiding. People come, could have come across her. So, yeah. And then the sounds of the forest take a completely different quality once you're if tied you're up and blindfolded and alone. Up, like yeah. That that all all of a sudden is a lot more menacing. Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. It was a really beautiful story, I think, from mm. Jake. Absolutely, and uh, from his partner, we've also a layer of spirituality, which is actually something we encounter last Christmas in uh, Cookie Monster's favorite oh, scene, yes. which also had to do with um, sex magic. Sex magic. So yeah, you heard it here first, your listeners. Rope can <laughs> bring you magic sex. <laughs> so Maya, we've heard the favorite rope scene of a bunch of our rope friends who came on to the podcast with us this year. But what about us? What's one of our favorite rope scenes that we would like to share with our dear listeners? So we wanted to share um, a scene from a a little holiday that we took earlier this year um, where we went to a a beautiful place in Thailand and we hired a uh, an old wooden house on the river, which mm. was just beautiful, absolutely fantastic. Traditional Thai house, all made of teak wood uh, in Western Thailand. And yeah, it was um, on the riverbank. It was a fairly wide and fast river. Mm. 
uh, and it did give a bit of an eerie quality to our rope to be doing it on the porch of that house with the fog slowly rising from the river at dusk and so on and the teak creaking all around us yeah uh, and we had to a... wait till quite quite late because there were people other families around us yeah. so we wanted to even though we were doing it um i guess inside but with giant open windows like mm -hmm. uh, floor to ceiling windows open uh, we still wanted to make sure that we didn't um wake anyone up absolutely it was fairly hot and humid was, as yes, thailand can get sometimes it yeah it was and we were in a room which had a weird number of beds so we had a double bed and we had two sets of bunk beds correct um and we had a fan but you don't like air conditioning so we weren't using anything else and yep. it was dark and then you blindfolded me i did and then what happened <laughs> and then there was some tying so what did you tie as the rigger uh, that's a good question. So I recall that that bedroom was actually divided into two levels. Uh, the upper bed being on some sort of mezzanine. And to get to that mezzanine, you had to use a ladder that had some very big, massive, solid wooden posts on either side. Yeah. Uh, which I suppose were there to support the mezzanine. Um, and then I think I started by standing you up on the ladder, standing you up on the ladder and tying your wrists to the big massive columns on either side of the ladder. Yeah, because I could feel the wood underneath my like hands and and against my wrists. Yeah, and it was it was massive. Like those columns were like tree trunks, so yeah. it wouldn't have budged at all. It would no. have been completely no. uh, unmovable. Uh, and then I think I took your ankles and I tied them to the columns on either side as well. So you were completely spread eagle in an X shape while standing up a bit like if you'd been on a St. Andrew's cross. Yeah. And funny enough, we don't use a St. Andrew's cross very often because um, there's one at the, our local dungeon, but we don't own one. So, And when we go there, we often use the frame, not the cross because we're mm -hmm. usually doing rope and impact so it's not actually that common for me to be on a St Andrew's cross tie so I was a bit confused and I wasn't really sure what was happening if we were going to do impact or if we were doing rope or what was going to happen all right and what did happen <laughs> so you did indeed do some impact so you started with some spanking and then you used the rope uh, like a, I guess you would know more but if, I think it was like a piece of rope a hank of rope Mm -hmm. um, which was very thuddy yeah. um, and you were um, kind of pushing it more and more and it was on the on my back and on my um, my ass yeah. um, and I remember it was very sweaty because of <laughs> Thailand and I remember you moving because I have a lot of hair you um, have a medium amount of I hair have a Maya. crazy amount of hair um, I remember you moving the hair over my shoulder so you could access the whole of my back Hmm, I do remember that as well. Yes. Uh, and then speaking of your ass, I think something went in there. Yeah, so we had um, a big silver metal plug and you put that in. A metal what? Plug. Can, can you speak louder? I don't think the dear listeners can hear you. Plug. You put... Oh, an anal plug. <laughs> that that what you're talking about? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and how did it feel to have that inside you in that position where you were quite spread open? Well, I was spread open and it was very slippery mm -hmm. and I was hot and sweaty. So I was trying to hold it in while you were impacting me. Um, 
and that was actually quite difficult and you were playing with it and you were kissing me and moving it in and out and I was trying to hold it in and, and eventually I didn't manage it. Oh, it fell out. It did. But that's okay because we had a lot of fun with it before it fell out. <laughs> yeah. And so you really seemed to like the ladder. I did because I, I climbed on it to you get did. closer to your face. And, you were um, very creative. Enjoy uh, your ministrations while I was sitting on the ladder near your head. I was very surprised about that. You didn't expect to see a fox pop up there, did you? I did not because obviously I was standing and so your personal bits would have been at a different height. So yes, yeah. so that was a surprise. You don't usually give head standing up, although no. you're not very tall. <laughs> Even though I'm not very tall. All right. Yeah. Uh, so what would you say made the intensity of that scene and why was it interesting as a rope scene? Um, the tie was super removable. So those, as you said, those um, columns uh, mm -hmm. for ankles and hands and, and lower arms, I guess, being tied to, like I could hardly move at all. And I was being blind, like I was blindfolded. Um, so there was a lot of kind of teasing happening. And also through the day, um, we were with family so we couldn't like be sexual in the day mm -hmm. and so there was some level of um, light teasing in moments throughout the day which kind of built up the intensity of, of waiting for that to happen that sounds fun yeah it was <laughs> and then anyway finally you did, did the sex in uh -huh, the sexy uh, times. The sexy times, yep. And, and you, you liked that, didn't you? used all the different places. Uh -huh. It was very primal and animalistic and sweaty. And you were using the vibe on me. And yeah, I was very immovable anyway. Mm. So. And so by then you thought the scene was going to end, right? Yeah, because I was really quite ready to uh, climax. Very ready indeed. Mm -hmm. um, but then you stopped. Oh. And I nearly died. <laughs> I remember, I remember you cursing and... I did being, curse, yeah. It was a near-death experience for you <laughs> to be edged so, and teased. There was a lot of edging, yeah. And and I was also... Uh, that kind of animalistic rope, like, we're not... We do all kinds of rope, but that was, uh, like, very animalistic. And I was mm. very enthusiastic and, like, really moving and but except for not being able to move and you had a lot of access mm -hmm. anyway so i gave you a minute to cool down a bit while well, i was cursing uh, and then what happened and then you came back and that was nice lucky you <laughs> what did i do when i came back all the things but more precisely our listeners want to know no they don't all the things do. you did all the different places and and you also embarrassed me because of my enthusiasticness mm -hmm. and you like use dummy language mm -hmm. and i was and i put my hand somewhere didn't i you put your hand in me and your but where though in my ass and you Lucky used the girl. vibe and yeah everything and then eventually i had a giant huge come like really giant really, really isn't it? Big, like yeah. i thought she was gonna have a heart attack <laughs> anyway and, and then the I house was shaking stop it Anyway, and then I like slumped in the ropes and could hardly stand up anymore. So yeah. And that's yeah. how you know you've had a good time. <laughs> so it was a very nice scene and it has a very nice memory for us, which is nice. Uh, and, mm. and, you know, we do a lot of rope not on holiday, but it's really fun to use different, um, to see how you can use different um, 
parts of the uh, holiday home or house or whatever. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, the holiday is a good opportunity to use a different space than uh, the place you live, the place where you have your regular jams. Like if you're traveling, it can be really inspiring to use your surroundings yeah and try to do new rope in a new place or look for places as honestly we do yeah that you can do interesting rope in so you know if you're f visiting family this christmas <laughs> maybe have a second look at the laundry room and see if there's a potential <laughs> hard point there oh dear all right a very merry christmas or other appropriate non-denominational non let's do this again <laughs> a very merry christmas or a non-denominational holiday seasonal season. greeting to all our dear listeners of the Rogue Podcast. Yes. Uh, Maya, what do you want for Christmas? Uh, I would like you to friend us on our Fat Life page, or if you would like to, come support us on our um, RogePodcast.com page on the Patreon. Yeah, especially on Patreon, where uh, you can give us a one-time contribution or a monthly support. And that would help us quite a bit, yeah. uh, especially since I've had my eye on trying to improve the sound quality of this podcast a bit. And paying for the hosting. And, and paying for things. the hosting. Hosting's kind of expensive. Yeah. Anyway. So, happy holidays, wherever you may yes. be, from the Vogue Podcast, Box and Maya. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast from, at iTunes or Stitcher, and come friend us on our FedLife page, Rope Podcast. And give us reviews as well if you have time because they make a big difference to us. And we also love questions from listeners. So if you have questions, um, drop us a message on FET and we'll try and answer in an upcoming episode. Thanks for listening. And have fun tying.